What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, honey German, and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Connections. I'm Eva Longoria. And today we're talking about two things, I guess, that are important to me. I don't know if that's the word. They're very big in my life, being an entrepreneur and being a working mom. And so I wanted to explore this connection and this obvious conundrum that many moms face, which is the connection between our work and our families. And I have been such a fan of our guest today from afar, just seeing everything she's built and everything that she is. We're both proud Latinas. And so there's that work that we put upon ourselves about starting small businesses within our own community and our involvement in supporting other women-led small businesses. And so I just was like, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm going to dig into these ideas with her. Her name is Iris Palmer. She's an entrepreneur, a Latina, a working mom. We have so much in common. She's the founder of Starlash Extensions, a leading beauty company and a go-to for many celebrities. And she also does a lot of work in supporting Latina entrepreneurs. So I can't wait to get it started. Welcome to the show, Iris. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I am so proud of you. I've been proud of you before I even knew you through Des, someone who works for me, used to work for Iris. Well, she worked for me, then Iris and me. And uh, she's always been like touting you and like been so proud of everything you're, you're building. And she would always say this, how are you guys not friends? You guys are like the same person. 
You know what? She told me the same thing. And it's so funny because life really comes full circle. Like you were on my vision board before I even started my company. No like, way! Forever, I swear, ever since Desperate Housewives, ah. I was obsessed with you. And I was like, that's me. Like she is me. So it's so funny that now I'm like here talking to you, connecting with you. I'm like, look how life works. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. I was following you. And then when I said, I think she's Letty. I didn't know because your last name was Palmer. Yeah, I'm Salvadorian, and Palmer is my married name, Mm -hmm. and I kept it because, you know, I made a brand out of Iris Palmer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Wait, where did you grow up, though? I grew up in Los Angeles, on Santa Monica and Gower, to be exact, in a two-bedroom apartment with, it was like eight of us in there, like real Latina household. (laughs) Oh my God, I, when I moved to Hollywood, I was on Hollywood Boulevard in Gower. What did, what did your mom do? My mom... She raised me. So when she met my dad, my dad's a very like your typical Latino man. Like he just wanted my mom to take care of me, cook, clean. And he provided, you know, for us. Mm -hmm. My mom had two kids when she met him. So he took care of them too. And then so where did you get your work ethic from? My dad. My dad worked like Monday through Saturday, every single day, Sundays, occasionally he would have off, but Sundays was like the day that I would see my dad. And then every Sunday we would go to Denny's every Sunday. Over there on sunset? On sunset. Yeah. (laughs) Like I looked forward to Sundays with my dad like Mm. so much because he works so much. Yeah. And so I was around like when I was in high school, I never used to like asking my dad for money. Because I saw how hard he worked Mm. and how he provided for all of us. And I was 15 and I had asked him, I'm like, can I get a job? And he was like, you want to get a job? And I was like, yeah, I've always loved fashion. Mm -hmm. At the time, it was like Vans. Like I wanted a pair of Vans, a different color of Vans every day to match my little Jansport backpack. (laughs) I would do like the purple Vans, Mm -hmm. the purple backpack, and then the purple little bra strap. And then I would gel my hair. That was like my (laughs) go-to. And so I didn't want to ask him. And so he would give me lunch money, like $10 a day or something, right? Like five or $10. And I would, I wouldn't eat. I would just save it. And then every Friday I would go buy a pair of Vans because they were like $40. Yeah. So I was like, I got to get like a little side job, something. My dad always wanted me to just like really focus on school. Oh, like yeah. his dream was for me to finish college. Yeah. And I, I failed that dream. I didn't I know. College, but let me tell so you, like, I'm the, I, was, I was a disappointment <laughs> of my family too. <laughs> and I felt bad for many years. I really did. I was like, oh my God, all my friends went off to college, you know, and like my path was just different. But, yeah. you know, I'm so happy that I followed my path because now I, my, now my dad is so proud. I fully take care of my dad um, and my parents. And I'm so blessed that I'm able to do that. So yeah, when I was 15, I got my first job as a hostess at a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I never stopped. I Same thing at 15. I feel like 15, well, 15, I got my first job and I like never looked back. It wasn't until COVID that I stopped working, literally because the world shut down. <laughs> yeah, same. And I was freaking out during COVID. Yeah. I was like, I, that's when I started a whole nother business with my daughter, mm-hmm. making clothes. Because all, all I was doing was like, dressing her. I spent so much time at home that I was like, oh my God, my salon was closed for seven months. Like the beauty salons really got affected. But wait, let's rewind. How did that even begin? How did you become an entrepreneur? So I literally fell into it because I was like, what do I really want to do? I really wanted to act. Uh I really wanted to act. So when I had done my vision board, that's why you were on my vision board. I was like, who do I look up to? Who's Latina? Who's a strong, you know? And it was like Eva Longoria, Eva Mendes. Like I had like, you know, all these people in my vision board. And I'm, I'm a really big believer of like, 
envisioning what you, what do you want because you're putting it out in yeah. the universe and mm-hmm. then you know one way or another it'll come to you mm-hmm. and everything on my vision board came true not through acting though because I yeah. didn't even touch acting the thing with acting was I first enrolled in like a school where we did Meisner technique I wanted to learn the craft really well before I threw myself into yeah. like auditioning and stuff like that but then when I would be in these classes and I would meet people that moved from like Montana or they moved from like Texas you know and they were out here struggling like living in their cars and just Mm -hmm. trying to go like paycheck to paycheck and I was like oh my god I don't ever want to do this and have to worry like I don't have no money or like I'm like desperate to book something for money so then I thought okay let me let me start something on the side that'll bring me money and then acting will be my hobby and if I book something great but I won't be depending on that as like my money you know because I just enjoyed it as a hobby a craft right so I actually was in London. I was like, I'm going to start auditioning in London because they probably need American accents. I probably have a higher chance in London because they probably need American accents. This is my thought process. (laughs) And I was like, I probably have a better chance there. And so Ayla's dad, my ex-husband, is he's from London. Okay, Uh so that's why I I would go a lot to London. So I'm in London. And then I noticed that everybody has eyelash extensions. This is like 2013, 2014. So they were doing it over there first? Yeah, they were doing over there heavy. And I was like thinking, and I'm like, I don't know one person in LA that does eyelash extensions. And then I was like, that's going to be me. I'm going to be that person. Like I didn't know one specific person that did everybody. So I literally took a class, a a course out there. And then I was like, this is going to be my business. This is going to be my thing. And I remember I told my dad, I told multiple people like, this is going to be my business. They're like, you can't make that much money with lashes. And they were so wrong. The beauty industry is insane. So then I was like, what is my name going to be? And then I was like, okay, I live in LA. Everybody wants to like look like a star. So then I thought of the name Star Lash. I Googled everything of like how to start your business because I had no clue. Obviously, I can't go to my parents. I don't have really nobody in business to like help me or or, like guide me, you know? So I did everything through Google. I did a lot of mistakes, but I'm here. (laughs) You know, I'm like, I always say that like you learn from experience. Yeah. I just threw myself in there. And so then my business literally took off and I just took off from Instagram. I started the page anonymously. I was playing multiple roles. So my acting would kick in. I was like my secretary. Like people thought that Star Lash was like a huge company. And it was like me and my dad's little ghetto apartment. And like, I was just making it work. Yeah. By the grace of God, I, I got my first celebrity client, which was Christina Milian. Okay. And she put me on her social media. Uh And then I got Selena Gomez. Mm -hmm. And then I got Kylie. And this is when Kylie was like 16, still living in her mom's house. And, you know, all of them through social media, they would like promote me. My business took off. And then I was like, holy shit, this is going to be my business. Mm -hmm. So I just went full throttle. I just focused on that for the next two years. I was working nonstop. I saved most of my money at the time too. Like I wasn't taught about like taxes. I wasn't, I was scared right? to even put my money in the bank Yeah, because you know, like most Latinos, like we're not, yeah, we keep you know, it in the we, mattress. <laughs> we keep it under the carpet. <laughs> I kept mine under the carpet. Like my dad's installed carpet for 45 years and he literally cut a little piece. I put it under the padding. Like my money was saved there. And then I learned as I went and I, and then, and then eventually I was like, okay, I can't keep doing this from my dad's house. I had all of Instagram coming to my dad's place in Van Nuys. Like I had everybody. And I was like, okay, I'm going to rent a spot. And then I met one of my business partners now, Sev, 
Right. Oh, I yeah. love the facials there and everything that they do there. The laser, everything's oh amazing there. So and good. She was literally an angel, and she was like, "You, you can't keep doing this from your dad's apartment. Why don't you use my spot on Melrose?" Yeah. So I started there, and then we kind of like started working together, me and her, because I already had the celebrity clients. I was like, "I'll bring them here. They can laser, do lashes. It could be a one-stop shop." So then we opened something together. And then it just took off from there. Oh my God. That is so crazy because I feel like you brought innovation to Los Angeles, right? From like, you're like, there's this thing that's happening and it wasn't happening here. And I feel like every successful small business that has a product came out of a a need, like the beauty blender. I'm like, we already had sponges, but this was a different sponge, right? Right, (laughs) right. Spanx, right? Like I was like, no, I... I feel like I had shapewear before Spanx. It was like, but not like this, you know? And you're like, oh my gosh. And it's just so interesting to me that if you look at all the successful small businesses, it is about innovation. And that's why like the thing I always talk about in my business with diversity is you have to diversify talent because that's where people are going to innovate. Storytelling, producing, directing, whatever it is, because that's where you're going to find the gold like you did with your lashes. You know, it's so funny because I my foundation focuses a lot on on Latina entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. what you went through in starting your small businesses is unfortunately super common. Not knowing back office stuff, not doing tax stuff. Also like getting capital. Like, you know, normally people would have to go to the bank, get capital to start a business. And so I know you do give classes, right? You train women in your business. Um, on how to be lash technicians, and then you try to help them grow their own businesses? Yeah, so that's literally what I'm focused on now is Uh just helping other women launch their beauty career. I'm basically giving them the roadmap to all of my mistakes because I'm like, I wish somebody would have gave me this. That's so great. Yeah, I got sued when I opened my first shop because I didn't know that, you know, I needed certain licenses or I I didn't have the checklist that I needed to, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm like, now I'm going to, if somebody wants to start their business, we're in a day, I feel like where everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and some people, you know, think it's easier than it is. And I feel like if they want to enter like the beauty space, the lash world, then, you know, I've done it. I've been there. I've made my mistakes, but now I know how to do it right. You know? So now I want to help them get it right, do it and be successful in this business because the beauty business is huge and it's not going anywhere. Like, People will spend their last dollar trying to look good, especially in Los Angeles, Miami, (laughs) like all those places. It's like they want to look good. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles because life happens, baby. But you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community Because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts now uh, correct me if i'm wrong but did you have your first child your daughter when you were starting your business 
Yeah, so I, I had already started the business. Uh -huh. um, when I had her is when I opened my shop. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And I was really scared to open a shop because it was like a five-year, you know, commitment. Lease. Yeah, five-year lease. You got to pay the rent. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't know how my business is going to be doing in five years. And like, look, five years, it was like COVID. It was, it was everything, you know? I always say, by the grace of God, like, you know, I'm still here and like thriving and surviving. But I was scared. But she was literally like the push. And I think that's oh. one thing I always tell other moms because I feel like kids can either stop your goals and stop everything. Cause you just, you just get so into like mom mode that you forget about yourself mm -hmm. or your goals or like, yeah. you know, everything. And I've learned like everything is really a balance. And I always said to myself, like, okay, I'm, now that I'm having a baby, like I'm going to use her as my motivation. She's not going to limit me. She's going to make Motivate me better you. for yeah. her. Kylie's one of my best friends. I look at her mom and I'm like, wow, they have this amazing businesswoman to look up to and like guide them, you know, and I want to do that for my daughter. I didn't have that. I couldn't go to my mom. I couldn't go to my dad. And I just was like figuring it out. And I'm like, she already has an advantage because I've already done Been so much it. in business. That yeah. I, yeah. When she's like, mom, I want to start this. I'm going to help her. I'm going to get the tools. It's going to be successful, you know? Yeah. And now I just had my second baby and I'm like, look, this little boy almost took me out. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, he's eight weeks old. And I'm like, okay, it's time to go full throttle. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, I want to make my kids super proud, yeah. you know, and I want to reach all of my goals and I don't want my kids to limit me. And I want to have that balance. And I think that's what people struggle with. I don't know. Mom guilt is like really real. Yeah. Where sometimes you're like, oh my God, I'm working so much. I'm not spending time with my kids. Yeah. Yes. And you're like daily questioning, oh my God, am I doing everything right? And and that's just going to be with us forever because we care. And right. by the way, like, great that you're even aware of like, do I have balance? Let me check myself because that's everything. I love your idea of like, your children should motivate you and not limit you. You know, people who are like, I just, I can't pursue my dreams because I have kids. And you're like, no, you should pursue your dreams because you have kids. Exactly. But also too, it's sometimes it's like the partner that limits them. You know, men love to say they want a successful woman until they have one. So it's it's like you have to remember to put yourself first because if you're not happy, if you're not fulfilled, how are you going to fulfill your kids or your man or anybody else? You yeah. know, and I think like a lot of the times women like they do, they just put themselves last. Mm -hmm. It's like the husband, the kids, and then you. But you know, so speaking of raising a daughter and having a son, it's so cool you have one of each because everybody's always asking me like, what do you want to teach your son? And I was like, I can't teach him, like tell him things. I have to show him things. And I remember when I found out I was having a boy, I was like, oh, I wanted a feminist girl. And a friend of mine was like, oh my God, we need more male feminists in this world. And your job is even more important raising a son to make sure he grows up to know how much women should be valued we need more women like you having sons and raising them. And so I've kind of carried that flag and torch like, yeah, I'm going to raise a feminist son and, and show him my charity work and show him how hard I work and show him what mm -hmm. success looks like and show him what failure mm -hmm. looks like. I'm going to fail. I have failed many times. And I think that's all we can do. And I think with you, you know, your daughter has a front row seat to that of what a successful independent woman looks like. Oh, she's already like, she's, she's an <laughs> entrepreneur already. Like she is, I'm like, this is literally a, a me, me. Like she's, like, she's my little clone. <laughs> One thing about me and my daughter, like our bond is so strong. I always tell people like, she's my soulmate. Cause mm -hmm. I do, I'm so oh, yeah. connected with her and she goes through everything with me. But how I speak to her is like, sh I speak to her. I've never spoken to her like a little girl. Like I speak to her very real. Yeah. She's very aware. Like even with like her body parts. 
she knows what everything is. You know, I'm like, I'm not like, this is your private part. I'm like, these are your breasts. Because I, if something ever happens, I want her to be very specific with me. I don't want her to tell me like he touched my private parts. I need her to identify everything for me. So I speak to her very raw. I took her to El Salvador last year with me. I did a free class for 25 women and I showed her, you know, how some of the world lives. She tells me all the time, mommy, why don't you know how to swim? And I'm like, Ayla, because I didn't grow up with a pool. I didn't have a pool. I didn't have (laughs) someone to teach me how to swim. My life was very, very different than yours. Mm. And I need her to be aware of that. I need her to be humble. She's so... I I tell people all the time, I'm like, if I could come back and like live her life, I would love to do that, you know, but I need to show her both sides of the world, you know, because my parents didn't have shoes. So they were like 14, 15, like they lived a very, very poor life. So, you know, when I went to El Salvador last year, I'm like, I need to come every year because it puts things into perspective, like what really matters, like Mm. my purpose, I need to help so much more people, you know what I mean? And I feel like that is like, my purpose is to help my community, especially like Latinos that come from the same circumstances that come from immigrant parents that they're like, how am I going to do? this it's like you can be the one to to change it in your family you know that's how i feel like i'm the one that has her own business i'm the one that i always said i wanted a house i wanted my kids to grow up in a house you know and now i'm like no we need more latinos to own houses we need more latinas to like have their own businesses you know it's like but like you said to even dream about it yeah even college because i help a lot of young latinas with scholarship programs they're a senior in high school and they've never even heard the word college You know what I mean? They're like, oh, yeah, that wasn't really set in my household. Like, it's not an option for me. And so that idea of like, you're going to own a home one day, they're kind of like, what, girl, we can't, my my whole family can't even pay rent right now. How do you think I'm going to own a home? You know, I tell young Latinas, you're going to have a career one day. You're not going to have a job. You're going to have a career. Mm -hmm. And you're going to really focus on something and be really good at it. And you're going to have economic mobility that's going to lead you to wherever you want to go, independence and just me saying that or their sister saying that or their mother saying that is like life change. It's a life changing moment where they go, wait, Iris said I could own a house one day. Do you think I could? Like, yes. Yeah. Girl, yes. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's what we need. We need to build them up with words, even mm-hmm. them seeing us. It's like motivation and inspiration for them. And that's, that's really like, it's beautiful to be a part of like that journey too. Like I have this girl, she, um, she's from Puerto Rico. She took my class before she was going to Puerto Rico. She's the star lash of Puerto Rico. Like <laughs> go you, you know, she, she messaged me. I'm doing like the girls from telenovelas here. And I'm like, that's what's up. That's good for you. You know, it's so cool to see that I was a part of that. Yeah. <laughs> I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles, because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura podcast network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. 
It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do you balance the work and the mom thing? And and with a newborn. So 
I literally, the thing with balance, people are like, you know, you're, you can't be a hundred percent in everything and you can't, you're going to fall short mm-hmm. in something. Yeah. So that's, that's just being human and that's being realistic. So if I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then Thursday, Friday will be just for my daughter. You know, mm-hmm. now, now that I have to be like for my kids, you know, I think the age gap with them, like I'm trying to like figure it out. Cause he's eight weeks old. She's going back to school now. So it's like, I love the age gap because she'll be in school from eight to four. Mm-hmm. And then I have, you know, that time with him. I read something, it was like an article on like a mom of two. Cause that when I was having my second one, I started to have anxiety. Cause I was like, oh my God, is she gonna feel some type of way? She was excited. She's the one that asked me to have a baby. That's really why I had a baby. Cause she asked me to have a baby. <laughs> and so I was having anxiety. I was like, oh, is she gonna feel, you know, left out? Is she gonna feel this? And then um, I read somewhere that said, you know, when, you know, your baby's a baby. He's not going to remember the emotions, but when she's five, you know, she, she's going to remember that how I made her feel. Mm -hmm. So if she wants my time or something, then I just give the baby to my mom or his dad. And I'm like, I go do whatever she wants me to do her. I'm so aware of her emotions, you know, especially now with the second baby Mm -hmm. and I make her feel a part of it all. That's literally her baby. That's her baby. You can't tell her anything. She changes diapers. She does everything. Um, so I'm trying to balance that, but I also tell her like right now I'm like, okay, baby, like we're on vacation. And I'm like, I have to go do this work. And then once I come out, I'll get in the pool with you. And she's, she's aware she understands and she won't come in here. She won't bother me. She'll let me do the work and then I'll come out. She'll be like, did you finish your work? I'm like, yep, I'm done. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I always keep my promise. That's what I do to balance. Like mommy has to work from here to here. And then we're going to go swimming and then we're going to have lunch, you know, and he's like, okay. And, and I just, I don't falter with that. You can be late. You can be this, but like, I keep my word. Like Saturday's our day, baby. We're going to go do this. Okay. Make sure Saturday's her day, you know? Yeah. That that's the thing with kids. You can, you can't tell them something and not, not do it or not come through. Like Mm -hmm. if I tell her something, like we have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. People always ask me, how do you do it? They used to ask me before I had a baby, you do so much. And I would say, because I don't have children. I did so Mm -hmm. much in my career before I even had Santi. And I got financially Mm -hmm. stable. So I get to be really picky now Mm -hmm. with my... And I know that's not the case for so many women. I I, Mm -hmm. am super grateful for being an old mom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we did opposite. The perks. You had a, you were a young the mom perks. and I, I'm an old mom and it, both of them have the perks. Do you know like yeah. Some people are like, oh, I should have had children later. Some people are like, oh, I should have had children yeah. sooner. With my daughter, it was harder. I was still really grinding. Yeah. Hustling and grinding. Yeah. So I was tired. I was like, oh, I'm exhausted. I, I didn't really have a life. It was just work and Ayla, work and Ayla, work. And, you know, now with my son, I have a nanny. I've never had a nanny with my daughter, but I was like, I need extra help now. I need, you know, cause I have another kid. I have business. I have this, you know, I'm like, I need to create the right team at home for me to still operate. If not, I'm just going to fall short. Well, so. that's the thing is like, it's so true that it takes a village. It takes a village. It takes a village mm-hmm. and you need to have the right team, especially with your kids for you to feel comfortable to go to work, to go here. You know, mm-hmm. you you want to make sure that they're being watched by the best people, you know, or like who you feel comfortable with, you know? So I have my mom, I have their dad, I have like, you know, yeah. and I'm just like, that's what I need to continue. Yeah. You have to figure out who your village is for sure. Yeah, exactly. What's a big mistake you made that you learned from? I think doing more research on like, for example, like opening the salon, I made a lot of mistakes there because 
I wasn't knowledgeable enough and I, I should have done more research. So mm-hmm. I, I thought I just had to save the money and get a, you know, get a location and then open up a spot. I didn't know that I needed a license for my, my sign. I didn't know I, I needed to ask the city, Hey, can I put this sign up here? I didn't know I had to, you know, make sure that my shop was okay for a disabled person. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't, my register wasn't um, low enough for me to serve somebody if they came in in a wheelchair. I didn't know that my bathroom needed to be fully big for someone to do, you know, a full 180 in their wheelchair. Or if not, I can only have that for employees. Like I wasn't aware of these things. So one day this guy was walking by and he was in a wheelchair and this is what he does for a living. He goes business to business and he's a guy, but my store is just all glass. So you can see straight through it. So he saw my desk, the height of my Mm -hmm. desk. And he's like, oh, she didn't, she didn't do her research. She didn't do her homework. Boom. He put a lawsuit in. And when they served me, I literally thought this was a joke. Here I am. I'm like, I'm not paying you $20,000. Like, you know, I was like, I don't even have $20,000. I just opened my shop. And sure enough, I had to pay him because I didn't do my homework. I didn't, I didn't have my checklist in order. And Mm -hmm. that was a big mistake. So I've made a lot of mistakes that have cost me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, I just entered the Web3 NFT space and I never tell women to like, oh, go buy an NFT, go get cryptocurrency. Because I'm like, I'm not telling you to do any of that. I'm telling you, go do the research on your own and you make decisions on your own about this space because it takes a lot of research to, you know, to jump in the the Web3 area. And I I feel the same way. I'm like constantly learning. I'm like, okay, what do I, how do I do this? What is it? And um, it's, that's a really good lesson. And so, yeah, I'm the same way. I like to research everything. And now it's easy. You got to use your phone. You got to go on YouTube. You go TikTok. Like, they will teach you. Literally, they will teach you anything. Yeah. Like, if I need to put together something, if I, I'm going on YouTube, I'm pulling up a video. Like, it will tell me step by step how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. My last question I ask everybody is uh, your favorite book. Is there a book you recommend to people to read? The Alchemist. Oh, great one. Yeah. I, you know what I love about that message? It's like, yeah, it's about like following your dreams, but I also think it's like, we give up on our dreams so easily. And sometimes the universe is like, wait, I'm going to help you get there. If you just stick to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if you have a dream, like really follow it, stick to it and work hard and you'll, you'll get there. Oh my gosh. That's such, I love that book. I forgot about that book. I had, I used to have copies of it. I'm going to get it again. Thank you so much for doing this. This was a great conversation. I'm so proud of everything you've built. And and really, the woman you are shines through. Thank you. This was this was literally a dream to be on here and talk <laughs> to you and, con- and connect with you. I hope we do more things, you know, especially for our Latin community. Thank you so much for listening. I'm happy to be connected with you. Connections with Eva Longoria is a production of Unbelievable Entertainment in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., And I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.